0: I
1: right.
0: have yeah. get distracted the knowledge, complaining about it, so yeah. them off. All right, we're here. We're here. This is Billy Carson, A.K.A. Four Knowledge. And I do hear a little bit of an echo. I, I was showing myself live and live at the same oh, time. That's what it man, was. It yeah. Okay. I'm here with Zeke from New Era. What's going on, What's man? All right, man. Thank you for coming through. Appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate you. If you don't know who this man is, first of all, he won the first annual Forbidden Conscious Awards Activist of the Year and Philanthropist. This man has been out in the streets of Detroit and many other cities around the United States, bringing wisdom, knowledge, understanding and programs to put in place to help people elevate their communities to the next level. On top of that, also helping and working to stop crime, not only crime coming from the outside, but crime within our own communities, us attacking us. So it's an honor to have you on the podcast. Appreciate you, bro, really. Yeah, man, definitely. So the title of this podcast, and it's a pop-up podcast, so while I go to the chat, here's a pop-up podcast. Some of y'all didn't expect us to pop on. I see some Detroit people now saying, what up, though? What up, though? What <laughs> up, though? Y'all know what it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of Detroit love, you know, because yeah. obviously we... we um Elizabeth is from Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so she introduced me to a lot of people up there. And we did our premiere of the Black Knight satellite in Detroit,
1: which you were there too. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, thank you. yeah thank you. real dope.
0: So the Detroit love is really there, man. You know, every time I turn the chat on, it's just what up, what yeah. up, though, in the oh, chat? <laughs> yeah, so we love it. And so uh the title of this podcast is The Power of Applied Knowledge, right? The power of applied knowledge, which is what we're gonna kind of go into today because you can read a 100,000 books. You can memorize a million documentaries. You can travel around the world nonstop and learn from all the ancient wisdom keepers and the sages. You can go to all the communities and you can learn everything from everybody. But if you don't apply anything you learn, it, it's useless. It means meaningless, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Facts, facts. Big facts.
0: Yeah. And which is why I like about your programs. You guys are teaching people how to apply knowledge. You know, so talk a little bit about like what you guys do in the communities when it comes to bringing systems, putting things in place and trying to get the people to follow through on what you're teaching them.
1: Uh, So, you know, what we really are focused in on developing is um, a concept, a community concept that, uh, you know, expands a bit more broader Mm. than just the event culture that we have, you know, as people, you know, we we are extremely eventful, you know, we wanna throw events, you know, here once or twice a year and, you know, think that that's doing enough to Mm. elevate the culture. And it's just like if, you know, we, we come from, you know, a long reign of just being behind the eight ball. So we can't just say that we're going to do something a couple of times of the year yeah. and think we're going to be able to catch up. So for us, it's just developing a system mm-hmm. of consistency, yeah. you know, uh in the community uh and, and programs behind that uh, that's going to be able to realistically change the way. Uh, that we move as people you know focusing in on core things like mm-hmm. respect morals code mm-hmm. ethics yeah. you know the tangibles that we really need to to reshape mm-hmm. the mindset of uh, of our community right right exactly that's so important
0: you know when i studied epigenetics i learned about the fact that a lot of us have 15 to well, everybody has it but depending on the trauma and how bad it was it really comes out but 15 to 20 Years, yeah. No, sorry, 15 to 20 generations of um of your ancestors' memories are in your body. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking about the fact that 15 to 20 generations ago, my own ancestors, your ancestors maybe had gone through situations that could have been slavery, Mm -hmm. it could have been tumultuous situations, starvation, hunger, it could even could have even been positive things too. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, through epigenetics and the study of epigenetics, it seems like the traits that are most carried through to the next generation are the ones of trauma. Okay, mm-hmm. And so when I learned that, I began to realize, like, wow, we have a lot of problems going on in our inner cities where a lot of the impoverished people are located, including where I grew up in Miami. And I started trying to ask myself, like, what is causing this? And it seems like it's this programming code that's in our bodies that we literally have to begin to reprogram. And so... Whether you know it or not, your programs that you're putting in place and the talks that you do and getting out there in the street and making people wake up and realize what's going on, those are beginning to help to reprogram
1: people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and, and I, re, I believe that, you know, I, I was telling people from the start, uh, like originally when we first started doing a lot of people couldn't understand, mm-hmm. you know, what we were doing. um, And a lot of people really couldn't grasp the idea of, you know, how to implement systems, mm-hmm. you know, culturally that's going to help. know those things especially when we talk about trauma and then you know just our past in in general but Mm -hmm. you know just not making any excuses no more that's that's our big thing holding ourselves accountable Mm -hmm. you know we are well-bodied people you know to hold ourselves accountable to do the things that we can do Mm -hmm. control the things that we can control um and a lot of those things that we can control and do will help shape the culture and level up the culture but we got to be willing and able to do those things that's that's the key
0: yeah we had a brief conversation before we came on the podcast about you know uh, how I got started with Forbidden Knowledge mm-hmm. and how you kind of got started with New Era. Mm-hmm. How did you just let them know? Like, how did you come up with the idea to even start doing this? Like, what happened? What sparked your mind to to say, "Hey,
1: I want to be an activist and start bringing these communities up"? Yeah, just just really wanted to do something. You know what I mean? I didn't have it all planned out when I first started, but I just put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, um, I realized that it was um, you know a real. Uh, issue in our community and and regarding to black men stepping yeah. up um, and being visible in our yeah. communities and you know just being that bridge um, you know uh, of what we should be you know i tell people yeah. uh, all the time you know we throw throw the king word around left and right hey yeah. king king but you know kings take care of the village man. Yes. they take care of the kingdom mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i feel like for us that mindset mentality um has been lost mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, we have that me and mines mentality now. So that's been mm-hmm. the shape of the mentality for the past 40 years after yeah. the, the civil rights movement and mm-hmm. the black power movement, you know, had died out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that's been the mentality. I'm going to get mines, you know, as long as I'm good, as long as my family good. Right. Uh, and that's really what our community looked like, um, you know, from the lowest level to the highest level, mm-hmm. even when you think about you know, successful black people, yeah, you know, it's singular. You know, I I, I don't you know, we can talk about all the successful black people in the world, but the hoods and the ghettos still look the exact same. So yeah. that's a problem. So understanding that it's a cultural thing and it's an environmental thing, mm-hmm. uh, and being able to attack, attack it from that angle, yeah. Um, you know, is 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 really um, you know, the way that we format things. Mm, that's incredible, man. That's incredible.
0: You know, and I look at the what's happening in the communities, I see a lot of the effect of things that happened in the past, Mm -hmm. which is why we're here now, like, um, you know, economic enslavement, Mm -hmm. you know, and which causes a problem because when you have a lot of people in the area and they can't get access to funds or funding and they can't get paid the proper wages. All of a sudden what you begin to see is you begin to see this battle over resources right which is what it kind of seems like to me right it's not that we are really wanting to try to hurt each other or attack each other or go in against each other but it's like it's almost in a way it's like a bottleneck mm-hmm. effect where we're forced to um to battle over resources in our small community in our area wherever we are mm-hmm. and so i know that you put a lot of programs in place do you see any type of economic programs or have you thought of any economic type programs that can help to begin to change the way um you know the 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 fighting is going on because a lot of it has to do with just getting access to funding and money and starting businesses and things like
1: that yeah um and i just want to kind of go back to keep period in our time, uh, which is really the 80s, the 80s was a key period of time to kind of shift us from that mentality, because we used to have that mentality, Mm -hmm. not to where we wanted to hoard the resources, but share the resources. Mm -hmm. Uh, And a lot of that was due to, you know, us having to at a particular time, yeah. you know, so it was always we gonna share resources. That's how you have black communities like Black Bottom, yeah. um, you know, in Detroit, Black Wall Street, and several yeah. others. We were, you know, more on board to share resources back in in that time. But yeah. you know, after you kill off all the major leaders, yeah. you know, in the community, and you know, now people are scared to step up. Now people are like, no, nah, I'm not gonna go to that approach. And then you know, when guns and drugs is dropped in mm-hmm. communities all across, you know, the country. Mm-hmm. So where everybody is fending for theirs or fighting for theirs and mm-hmm. trying to get a piece of the pie because until, you know, drugs came around, it was never no opportunity for our people to make money that yeah. fast. Right. So which breeded a culture mm-hmm. of, you know, okay, even if we tear down our community, i'm good you know right. what i mean and that's essentially what happened to black community that's why the hoods and the ghettos are still here. Mm-hmm. It's that it, it was that mindset in the 80s mm-hmm. that kind of helped catapult that you yeah. know because it was you know you destroying the community yeah. and, and on one end because you're selling products mm-hmm. that's killing people and changing the mindset yeah. and then on the other end you being selfish when it comes to you know, oh, me and mines, and that's, you know, how the gang culture came about yeah. and all of these negative things that's mm-hmm. hindering our communities right yeah. now, you know, that happened, that started in the 80s, and then we are still reaping the, the you know, the consequences from, mm-hmm. you know, those things, and those yeah. are two part. A lot of that was systematic, you know, sure, we yeah. didn't, we didn't, ain't no gun, we don't make guns, we don't you make know guns. what I mean? We wasn't bringing in that, that product, <laughs> right? you know, so, You know, a lot of those things were placed, Mm -hmm. you know, systematically uh, in our communities, uh, you know, to kind of put us in a position that we are now.
0: Yeah. So position of
1: weakness is what they try to accomplish. And they did a pretty damn good job of it.
0: That's why companies or or nonprofits like yours are really, really important. You guys got to take a look at new era, Detroit uh, and new era spreading out all over the country, because what they're doing is they're literally trying to reverse program and get people back on the right track, thinking right, acting right respecting right and sharing resources the right way and looking out for each other you know what's really important to me is the fact that I you know I have a lot of friends and my 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 platform is huge my platform is not just black America my platform is global right and I talk to a lot of people all different races creeds colors genders all over the world and every now and then, we get into conversations about you know why do you think they ask me, like, why do you think you know black people are attacking each other in, in the communities a lot? Like, what what is that? Like, why do, what is why does that happen? They want to know, yeah. Because from their perspective on the outside, all they see is what the news is saying, yeah. And all they see is the shooting happened and so and so did this, and so and so did that. But what they're not seeing is the stuff that you're talking about. How was this set up systematically yeah. to put us in a position where you what you're seeing now is the outcome? You're seeing the outcome of what happened, decades and decades going back, every ch- every few decades, it just keeps piling up to the point it gets to what, what you see now. It's not that we're uh, we want to attack each other, and it's not like everybody's attacking each other either. Mm-hmm. It's a small group of people in a community that's wreaking yeah. havoc. But at the same time, you have to understand out there. Um, you have to understand like the situation that we've been put into as a people is a situation to try to set us up for failure, mm-hmm. and the end result is what you see on the news. It highlights those failures. It never highlights the positivity and the yeah. things that are really going good. And so sometimes you don't see that. And there, there is a lot of things that's going wrong, but that's what Zeke is here to do. He's mm-hmm. here to work on those things. And his program is absolutely incredible. So if you can lead or give any support to a new era, you gotta be, you have to do it because this what he's doing right now is changing communities and changing lives. When you when you go out to the schools and deal like deal with you, you go to schools, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What? Have you had any feedback from the kids or the teachers? What are they kind of what's the kind of feedback you're getting when you go out and give this kind of
1: information? Um the feedback is', is always good, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, because it's it's active. It's something that's consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we built our reputation on being intentional. You know, people can say whatever they want to say about us. Mm-hmm. um, but we've always stood on the exact things that we've been standing on. Um, it has never wavered you know and and have always been you know that that light and 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 shield in our community when anybody you know do something that will cause our community harm so you know we stand for our people and uh, you know our people understand that so you know they they more willing to work with us um and and build with us the kids you know they they think that this type of stuff is cool now like that's I, I, i talk a lot about you know we got to make this the new cool yeah you know because the dumb stuff that's cool the shooting the killing you know all the craziness that is being pushed on social media Mm -hmm. um, you know all of those things uh, has been a real hindrance Mm -hmm. so for us we got to say that nah man you don't have to be goofy you know to be considered cool you can be a man of respect you can be Mm -hmm. a woman of respect in your community and you know, do positive things for people, and it and it can it can look a certain type of way. Yeah. You can still be you, who you are. I always tell people, be who you are. That's yeah. why you know I, I never change. Like people always tell me, well, maybe you should tone it down a bit, or <laughs> you know, maybe you should you know put put yourself in a situation where you know it's not so aggressive, or mm-hmm. you know they want me to shift shape in different rooms mm-hmm. with different people, and yeah. I am who I am, yeah. and I feel like if more people just took who they are, you know. You don't have to change up who you are, you know, to to be a better person or to help people or you know to 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 be um, considered a certain standard for society. Yeah. You know, uh, it just it's simply about the heart. You know, what's your heart like? Mm-hmm. We we looking at all the wrong places. What's yeah. your intent like and what's your heart like? And mm-hmm. I feel like most people know that, um, you know, where our heart is and where our intent is. So mm-hmm. when we go in into schools and you know when we building with the kids, they yeah. You know they they can relate um, mm-hmm. and 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 they see what we doing and, and can yeah. respect that so they you nice. know they gravitate towards us. Yeah, that's nice, man. That's mm-hmm. nice. When you're getting ready to communicate
0: your knowledge to a community on change that you want to see implemented, like
1: what's the process for that? Like, what do you kind of what do you do? Uh, so it's it's no different from you know anybody who own a business. Mm-hmm. You know you got to do data. You got to do your research. You mm-hmm. know we become master um researchers of our own people you know Mm -hmm. we study our people we study the behaviors of our people Mm -hmm. um once again what we just talked about okay yeah everybody want to point fingers you know black people why they still you know look at us and be like oh well why y'all still doing this or you know we lazy or you know people get that that type of mindset and mentality but don't understand the process you know behind these things so You know, for us, we just got to put ourselves in a position to, you know, really get people to understand the problems, but Mm -hmm. not lie there. You know what I mean? That's that's our problem. Like we just want to sit and continue. Mm -hmm. to talk about everything that's wrong with us opposed to figuring out different strategies and solutions to be active Mm -hmm. because that i mean it it takes nothing to do that it takes nothing to get online and complain about the (laughs) stuff that's going on i mean we see it every single day but you know out of all of the millions of people who complain about things that's going on Mm -hmm. in our communities What's the percentage of those people who complain to actually say, OK, well, I'm going to hold myself accountable mm-hmm. for getting out and getting involved, you know, and uh, change. Yeah. So, you know, we can have a bunch of people online mm-hmm. and we can talk right now. It's probably people here in Detroit. You know, I've never seen before, but yeah. hey, we online with it. You yeah. know, we got to be able to bring that to reality because mm-hmm. ultimately we dealing with real life stuff in our communities It's yeah. real life babies being born who, you know, the, the future of where they are and where they stand is in our hands today. Yeah. So we can't just take that lightly right. and just say, okay, well, I'm just going to, you know, play it safe and um, play the background and pray for the best. You know, we got to be able to do. Mm, powerful. I hope you all listening. That's why tomorrow,
0: to add on to your statement right mm-hmm. there, we're having a huge roundtable discussion right here in the studio next door here. It's called the Forbidden Solutions for Humanity, and it's basically going to be a roundtable discussion. Our third time doing it, we got Zeke Nuera, we got Paul Wallace all the way from Australia. He's a best-selling author. He's got a huge YouTube account where he does everything from philanthropy to activism to talking about ancient civilizations. And we also have Michael Beckwith, who's a multi-million-dollar businessman who also is the gentleman from the movie The Secret. He talks about manifestation and he has his own spiritual um, uh, program, his own spiritual service that he does every single week called Agape. And so we're going to sit down together tomorrow from three o'clock to six o'clock. And you can watch for free. I'm going to drop the link in the chat right quick. All right. We drop the link in the chat. You can watch for free tomorrow, but you got to register ASAP. It's the Solutions for Humanity free roundtable discussion. You can register on Eventbrite doesn't cost you any money. It's going to be shown exclusively on Forbidden Knowledge TV. So if you don't have a subscription for Forbidden Knowledge TV, that's okay. Sign up for the free trial and watch it for free anyway. So there's no excuses because tomorrow we talk about solutions like this man is talking about. Solutions to problems. How many people are complaining and whining nonstop? It's like I said the other day, it's all about being a, a warrior, not a worrier. You got to be a warrior out here on these streets, not yeah. a warrior. People, too many people worrying and complaining nonstop, but they ain't yeah. coming with no solutions. They ain't yeah. coming with no assistance, no help. They're not participating in anything. Facts. they just sitting behind the screen, bah, 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 mm-hmm. complaining nonstop. Well, it's all about solutions. So, the reason why I came up with this concept was I believe in the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. I believe that we're all magnets and we're attracting to us everything that we're putting out on Facts. the same frequency, yeah, yeah, right? Thanks. And so, if we are all whining and complaining and talking about nonstop problems, but not trying to activate solutions for those problems, we're, all, we're only going to manifest more and more problems. Right. But people like yourself and others that are going to be in this discussion tomorrow, we all focus on solutions mm-hmm. to problems. We 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 isolate the problem now because you got to show up. Hey, this is the problem. Yeah, got to. But now we're going to come with the solutions. You got programs and all kinds of stuff you put in place nonstop. Mm-hmm. We all got to come with solutions to problems. So we're going to be talking on. We have this list. Of some of humanity's biggest problems that we're facing today and tomorrow we're all going to in this roundtable discussion just have a conversation about solutions or potential solutions to the problems that we're facing and so we're going to go down and start talking about solutions to problems and not just talking only about the problems and by that method we're looking to begin to manifest solutions and have everybody start duplicating what we're doing we want everybody to start. have these conversations at work you know at the, wa- at the at the you know at the water cooler at work uh, with your friends at the park, wherever you go, start talking about solutions. When they bring up a problem, say, you know, how can we fix this problem? Yeah, that's what it's all about. How can we come up with a solution to the problem instead of focusing only on the problem? So we can begin to manifest solutions. Yeah, because you're only going to get out,
1: get back what you put out. Yeah, yeah. You know and, what I'm saying? And, and um, you know, just in kind of play off that, like, our, we have five levels of accountability. Mm. Uh, in the first level of accountability of course is self accountability right Mm -hmm. we got to be able to hold ourselves accountable before we get to the water coolers and then you know having the conversations with others Mm -hmm. we got to look ourselves in the mirror and say okay (sighs) i'm holding myself accountable to play my role and do Mm -hmm. my part yeah um and then that role should be able to be expanded amongst your circle so the second uh our second role um our second level of Accountability mm-hmm. is household accountability mm-hmm. or environmental accountability. So the people that you around, you know what I mean? The yeah. people that you do business with, the people that live in your house, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Is it's no such thing as we friends or we rocking, we building with each other every yeah. single day, and you know, we consider ourselves comrades, mm-hmm. and your mind is here and my mind is there. That don't work like that. That's yeah. the problem. It can't just be like, okay, you on a road to righteousness and have an understanding of the things that we need to do. But you know, you got people that's around you that's that's stopping that process. And that's you know, that that's just the law of life. You know, yeah. that don't just apply to organizing the community, but that's if you want to be successful, you better get people around you on yeah. board, yeah. Or you know, remove yourself from that because mm. pro- you can't halt progress, you can't halt your progress or yourself pro- your self progress. Um, find your tribe. You yeah. know what I mean? Is yeah. That might not be your tribe for growth. Mm. Uh, the third one is community accountability. So after we hold ourselves accountable, after we hold the people around us accountable, now it's time to take that accountability and stretch it amongst our communities. So, you know, I always tell people, uh, you know, the me and mine's mentality that we just talked about, you know, everybody's so selfish. It's just like you live on a block. It used to be the whole block knew each other. Mm -hmm. you know, from next door to down the street to the next block over. Mm -hmm. Now we're not even having conversations to talk or nothing. You know, um, I just had somebody move into my community. I stay in Detroit Mm -hmm. and, you know, they was moving in in, in, and across the street and, you know, they weren't cutting the grass and it was looking kind of not so pleasant over there. So as I held myself accountable to go over and have a conversation, like, look, You know, we take care of this whole block over here, there's elders, there's children. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that this block and this community look good. And if you're going to be over here, this is the standard. Mm. So community accountability and what that brother did, he didn't say, oh, we're not going to do that. Now his house is beautiful. You know what I mean? It's it's kept up. And that was a respectful transaction, but that happened because of community accountability. right? You know, next um, we have financial accountability, Mm -hmm. right? So now that we got ourselves together, the people around us, our community. Now we have to have an understanding of how to level up financially, which, you know, everybody in the world, I feel is doing, you know, a decent job of because everybody's talking about finances right now. So, you know, it's a lot of focus going in on that. So, mm-hmm. And it is a part of the puzzle. Yeah. So, you know, it's always, you know, um, important for us to understand finances, sharing, keeping the dollar within our community, mm-hmm. you know, supporting black owned businesses, the number one employer of black. Um, of black people is black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. So the more black owned businesses that we do have, the more employee, you know, employ people that we have in our community, yeah. you know, what cuts down on a lot of the crime and the violence and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people the fifth level of accountability uh, is political accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that we got, we organized uh, from a perspective of community financially, you know, mentally from self um, you know, we have to hold the establishment accountable too as well. So yeah, all of those people that ask for your votes, you know, people who um, you know, uh pander to, to you doing a certain <laughs> time, you know what I mean? You got to make them stand on the things that they say they're gonna do. And we can't do that unless we organize that as a unit. So politically, we have to get much more organized. We we can't talk about politics if we're not an organized base and we're not getting anything out of it year after year. Um, and the most important. A form of politics is local government. I mm-hmm. tell people that all the time. You know, we we put so much emphasis uh, on you know the presidential race, Man. the Donald Trumps and the Joe Bidens. Now I need to know what's going on with my governor's race. You know, I need to know what's going on with my city council. You know, with my mayor and things of that nature, because those are the people in direct control of the resources in your community, um, and and they dictate a lot of the things that's going on that's going on in your community. Um, where you live. So, you know, you always want to make sure that you hold yourself accountable to have an understanding of politics. The reason a lot of people don't like politics or don't vote uh, is because they're not educated on the process. So political education is important. Yeah. Um, and, and, that, and that form right there is, is what is a, a well-rounded uh, picture when you're talking about growth and development for a for culture. And it yeah. all starts at accountability.
0: Powerful five. That's a super powerful five. I hope y'all are taking notes out there. I mean, this man is dropping real knowledge. He's dropping knowledge that can be applied right now. You can apply this knowledge right now to your life today. Just ending on what you were talking about politically, man, you hit it right on the head. And people think because I talk a lot about, you know, what the, the president's situation, I call them polytricksters. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I do that is because I realized from a very early age, I've been through a lot of presidents. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I'm going all the way back, you know, uh, you know, the peanut farmer, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all the way up to what we got now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized that every single election, the hood wasn't changing. Yep. You know, And I remember I was laughing one time when I told my mom, like, how, how long are we going to fall for this trick? And she's mm-hmm. like, what trick? I said, this trick or this illusion of voting for presidents because mm-hmm. I don't see no changes in the, in the hood. Yeah. But I started researching and realized they don't have any power over the hood.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The president has zero power over yeah. your neighborhood. Like I mean, when I say zero, like they have absolute zero and it was proven just recently with this whole global sickness that happened. Yep. And the president said everybody every every state should do this this and this mm-hmm. and and Florida was like, "We ain't doing nothing that's you right. told us to do. <laughs> you can't make us do what you want us to do, yeah. sir, and yeah. we won't do it." Yeah. And that's when I realized, yeah. I've been saying is it's all about the local government. That's what really can affect you the most. Yeah. And a lot of the times we're not even paying attention to who those people are, what their credentials are, what their agenda is, what they're trying to do. And we keep focusing on this big picture Mm -hmm. at the end, thinking the president has control over these individual states when they really don't. No. No. We're gonna erase this debt, we're gonna erase your student loan, we're gonna do this, we're gonna all these. Bare bones, fake promises yeah. that can't come to reality yeah. until the people who run the budget for that state make the actual decision. That's why what he's saying is so important. Understanding and knowing, even something as simple as that. We, talk, you know, I'm fed up with the police brutality. Mm. I mean, my my dad was killed by police officers. Mm. I'm so I'm so nobody can ever tell me about police brutality because I lived it. Right. You know, I saw my dad get beat up when I was a kid first. And get hit with the butt of a shotgun and beat up because they thought he was the person who had did some 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 theft or something around the corner and then after they got done beating him up and he was screaming and crying on the floor the a guy walks up and says no it's not that ngg you know it's that one down there and they just walked off and left him there bleeding on the sidewalk i think i was six years old at the time or seven years old and then the second time i wasn't there in person but he was in palm bay florida where he's retired and he got invited to a, a event and um it was a, a a outdoor um what do you call it concert mm. he was dressed up in a nice you know vest and shirt with a tie that i had bought him and everything else and somebody made a 9 call and said that you know he had a, a a black vagrant drunk was uh harassing people in the front row mm. a person that probably didn't have front row seats who knows it was a 9 call we have a copy right. of the tape right the cops came in and, and beat him down but again it's all about the reason why i bring this up is because yeah, they broke his, they, they gave him a double concussion. They broke his back and all this kind of stuff. And that led to him actually dying because he got so sick. He was drinking, he was already in alcohol. He was mm-hmm. drinking four times as much as he was drinking before. Mm-hmm. Finally, when he couldn't take the pain anymore, he went to the hospital. They recognized the bracket was still broken. It wasn't fixed properly. Mm-hmm. And then when they admitted him, they didn't give him the same level of alcohol that his body needed or close to it. To him from going into withdrawal symptoms, and he went into a seizure. He had a cascade seizure of 120, I think, seizures in, 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 a, in a few hours, and then mm. erased his brain. That's mm. so how he died. That is all a result of the police beating, wow. right? Yeah. But that that leads me back to the point I'm saying. This is because it leads me back to the sheriff mm. holding these sheriffs accountable, putting programs in place that hold these sheriffs accountable. That that you know, the mayor and the sheriff, in some way, shape, or form, we got to be more knowledgeable about who these people are, what is their agenda, what is their belief system. And you know, uh, what are their prejudices as well? Mm-hmm. Because as they go, the, the their their workers go. Mm-hmm. Is that mindset's gonna transfer to the employees? Yeah. And so, you know, we gotta understand and know that they gotta get
1: voted in too. Sheriffs get voted in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. Sheriffs, judges, yeah. Um, you know, uh, a lot of 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 day-to-day things you know, that we deal with is yeah. all wrapped up in politics. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always tell people, you know, if you live in the United States of America, no matter if you hate politics or not, mm-hmm. no matter if you don't want to be involved with politics or not, politics is going to be involved with you regardless. <laughs> yeah, you no. Know, know. I mean, it's, it's like that. And then, you know, I, I kind of go back to, you know, one of the phrases that kind of, you know, um, brought the the movement alive, you know, when, when people, You know Stokely Carmichael Kwame Ture in particular Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know start talking about black power and power being in people so Mm -hmm. I always tell people you know black power and white power two different things you Mm -hmm. know one of them come from a space of hating other people Mm -hmm. and the other one come from a space of empowering people that has been beaten down kicked on spit on and forgotten empowering people to get up and keep going and Mm -hmm. keep pushing and understanding power that's inside of Mm -hmm. you that's the difference you know we don't hate nobody else we don't want nobody you know see nobody in no uh, positions you can never compare the two Mm -hmm. so you know but power in people you know Mm -hmm. when people say that all power to the people that's the truest form Mm -hmm. of life you Mm -hmm. know what i mean because it it really is you know Mm -hmm. so when we talk about politics the only way we change that is through what we Got to be able to lobby people. We mm-hmm. got to be able to empower people mm-hmm. in groups to say, okay, well, we don't want this people. We, we we don't want that person, you know, because they stand on this, that, and the third. They're not mm-hmm. going to do anything. Mm-hmm. So, as people, we hold the power to be able to say, you, you, we're going to elect you, or we're going to elect you, or you're mm-hmm. going to be account that's a that's power mm-hmm. you know yeah. whether people understand it or not right um but we just have to understand how to utilize that power and, and make it work for us yeah yeah definitely that's
0: that's powerful man i hope y'all listen we're having a great talk a super intelligent human being right here man zeke from new era detroit you, man. yeah man this is incredible uh, i'm glad you guys took a minute to hop on and uh spend some time on this pop-up podcast on a saturday afternoon man. We got a lot going on i'ma drop the link in the chat one more time make sure you guys register for this free powerful mind to mind discussion tomorrow this roundtable discussion talking about the actual problems facing humanity and what type of solutions can we bring to these problems how can we solve them how can we execute things how can we make a change by taking action and putting action behind conscious thought so we can begin to manifest better solutions Uh, Zeke, tell everyone where they can find you, man. How how they can support you as well.
1: Uh, New Era Detroit uh, on all platforms. New Era Detroit um, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. um, You know, and then you can go to our website, NewEraWorld.work. That's NewEraWorld.work. We are one of the very few people who utilize that work because that's what we do. Um, And. Uh, if anybody uh, live in the city of Detroit, man, just come and get involved. And not only Detroit, we got chapters all across the country. Um, You know, learn more when you go to our website or what chapters uh, are moving around in your city or opportunities to start chapters, you know, in the city that you in. I always tell people there's a lot of great people out there that want to Organize and don't want to do something for their community. They just don't have an understanding of how to go about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And with our organization, we help people and guide people through those steps so Mm -hmm. that, you know, you can be the change in your community. You can be the pillar in your community and and you don't have to um, wait for anybody else. You you just be the change that you need to see. So that and, and, you know, just tap in with us any other way. Okay, beautiful. I dropped the link to the website in the uh, live chat. And
0: I'll also add it to the comments uh, or the caption of this video. All right. Everyone, we want to see you tomorrow, 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time to to, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Forbidden Knowledge TV. If you don't have the app, make sure you go to your app store. Go to the Apple TV, uh, Samsung TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, or go to the Google Play Store for your cell phone or go to the iOS app store for iPhones and tablets. And make sure you get the Forbidden Knowledge TV app and download it ASAP. Get your free trial and make sure you sign in tomorrow and watch the uh Forbidden Solutions for Humanity Part Three. This is Part Three coming up tomorrow. yeah Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I'll hey, all right. oh, get yeah. it tomorrow, man. I always try to tap in.